right, good morning. Is it time? All right, so you might notice that I am not Chris Murphy. Um, I am Shauna Callahan, and I know a lot of you, and a lot of you I don't know. I'm actually um, behind the scenes in the evening. So um, I'm kind of the Becky of the night. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fancy. Um, <laughs> sounds terrible. You're not recording yet, right? Okay. Um, I'll also make a note of, I like being behind the scenes, so being up here on stage um, has my nerves kind of on high alert, but um, we'll all get through this together. So um, what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to pray for us, and then we'll get going. <sighs> Father, um, thank you for today. Thank you for this place, for these women. Um, I selfishly ask right now that you will just um, take away my nerves and that you will give me the words that you want me to say. Even if it means erasing all the things that I've prepared, I, um, I trust you with today. I pray that I will just um, reflect what you want to say and give all the glory to you. Um, I pray that we will leave here knowing you better. And I thank you for your son. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right. So about a week ago, um, a text message came through from a dear friend of mine who will go unnamed, saying that she needed a sub for the following week. Um, if you know me, you know that I'm pretty bad at text messaging. I don't respond very quickly. I don't read them very quickly. Um, so I probably looked at it a few hours after everybody else on our team had looked at it, and there was a lot of, not it, not it, not it. Um, that's your um, leadership team here. Not it. Thanks, guys. So I desperately wanted to respond and say, not it. And um, I paused for a minute, and instead I said, let me look at my calendar. So I was pretty sure that I would have a lot of things going on that would keep me from being able to be here this morning. Um, but of course I looked at my calendar and there was nothing. So I prayed about it and you know what's funny is I, I was supposed to be getting my wisdom teeth out this morning. I realized this a few days ago. I actually canceled this wisdom teeth appointment. Ironically my wisdom teeth since we're studying Ecclesiastes but um, I had canceled this appointment a long time ago, but I started getting text messages. They hadn't officially canceled it. And I'm like, oh, the wisdom teeth. <laughs> I can't lecture on Wednesday. But um, it wasn't enough of an excuse for me to actually go in and choose to get my wisdom teeth um, done. So anyway, here I am. And um, God made it very clear that I was up and that he could use me this morning um, despite myself. So I started preparing and I felt completely out of control. Um, I don't know about you, actually I do know a lot of you, and being out of control is not something that many of us do well. Um, some people might call it controlling, or um, what's the word I have in here? Oh, bossy, that's my favorite word, bossy. Um, I like to think that I'm pretty self-sufficient and a good manager of all the things in my life, but I really hate being out of control. And um, God quickly made it clear to me that that was exactly where he wanted me. 
was out of control. So there was something that Chris said in our homework this week, um, which I miraculously got around to doing, um, and she said, sovereignty is not a team sport. So that kind of um, stopped me in my tracks because I do like to have a handle on everything. I feel like I kind of like sovereignty over the things in my life. So um, I never played team sports. I was a gymnast and um, I like to be able to take the blame or the glory for kind of all the things in my life. Um, it's a safe place for me. My daughter is playing volleyball right now and I like panic at volleyball because she's on this team and <laughs> there's a shared blame. So anyway, this whole sovereignty is not a team sport just stopped me. So as I was praying and studying for today, um, I got stuck in that first verse of Ecclesiastes 3, and it said, there's an appointed time for everything. And I felt myself questioning God. I thought, you know, um, I get that there's an appointed time for everything, but not this, right? Like, this fell into my lap a couple days ago. This isn't appointed. There was appointed time to part the Red Sea. Um, there was an appointed time for Noah to build an ark. There was an appointed time for you to send the savior of the world to the earth to save my sins, but this is not appointed, right? This is, it fell in my lap. And um, I felt this pressing that this was even appointed, that he even appointed today um, under heaven and that it's important to him. So um, I would like us to jump into Ecclesiastes 3 um, with the knowledge that today is important to him. And um, I'm hoping that we can walk out of here with a better understanding of his timing, um, why it's important right now, today, and kind of what, the, you know, what it means to us today. So if y'all will open up to Ecclesiastes 3. You have your Bibles. Hope you brought your Bibles to Bible study. This is all the commentary that I hope that I do that gets me not asked back. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, so we open up to Ecclesiastes 3, and we see this song, right? I know you all want me to sing right now, right? It's not going to happen. So um, one thing I did learn in studying this week that all except for six words in Pete Seeger's song are from our text. So that was kind of cool. I also learned that he see, uh, sends part of his prophets to Israel. So there's some fun facts for you. Um, Anyhow, I am not going to sing, but Solomon opens us up with this beautiful poem, and here's kind of the gist of Ecclesiastes 3, according to Shauna. Um, God has power and authority over every single moment of my life, the easy, amazing stuff, and the really hard stuff, and he even has a purpose in it all. Um, as I wrote that out, I kind of felt like, okay, well, that's easy enough to say, but how well am I living that? Um, I don't know about you, I'm going to just assume that you are like me and you've struggled with that. You've struggled with God's timing. Um, whether You might be struggling with it right this second. Um, so we're going to jump in and talk about um, some of the things that God's timing is not today. Um, one thing that um, I noticed this week, you know, as you're preparing for something, you're just like hypersensitive, kind of like if you drive a Jeep, you see all the Jeeps on the road. So anyway, I'm 
scrolling through Facebook this week, and I'm not going to tell you how much time I spend on Facebook. This is not confession time, but um, I noticed that you see so many things that say, you know, time flies, um, life's too short, uh, where'd the time go, it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, there's a tension, like we feel a tension with time, right? Um, when I was in high school, I took all of the college classes that I could take while I was in high school with the goal of essentially becoming an adult faster. And now I look back and I'm like, what were you thinking? Um, but there was this tension with time. I wanted to get somewhere faster, and now all I want is for things to slow down, right? <laughs> My kids are 12, 14, and 16, and I just want things to slow down. So um, let's dive into this first thing of what God's timing is not. God's timing is not early or late. So one of my really dear friends, or two, or three, or maybe a few of you, um, are always late. If you are not always, if you don't have a friend that's always late, you are the friend that's always late, right? Um, if I have dinner plans with my dear friend in reference, I will call and say, are we meeting at 7 o'clock? Or are we meeting at 7 o'clock Chan time? Um, she knows this about herself, so she's cool with it. And um, I just called her out on a recorded audio, so that'll be great. Um, I'm not that friend. I'm not the late friend. I'm the friend who's awkwardly early. Um, I go to pick up my kids. I'm there for 20 to 30 minutes waiting in the school parking lot for them. How pointless is this? Like, there's no Wi-Fi in the school parking lot. I'm just sitting there for 30 minutes every day. It adds up to an hour because I have two different schools, and it's such a waste of time. Um, this morning, okay, what time is it right now? It's 11.30. I was here at 8.30. What was I doing at 8.30? <laughs> Nothing. Um, I waste a lot of time being early. But Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, it says this. It says, God made everything beautiful. So you're thinking, Shauna, what does beautiful have to do with early or late, um, but I did some research on this word, beautiful. I learned it doesn't just mean pretty. Um, it also means appropriate. Um, also, it doesn't just apply to God's creation. Uh, you know, we read God made everything beautiful. It applies to everything that he's, you know, created since then as well. And when my kids were little, I would use the word appropriate all the time. I would say, is that appropriate? Um, be appropriate. Uh, they're older now, and I feel like I need to bring it back into context a lot. But um, what I wanted when I would tell them to be appropriate was to make a good and right decision for the time and place and the people that we were around, right? Like, the appropriate choice for one scenario might not be the appropriate choice for another. Um, but Solomon uses this picture of appropriate to explain that God has set in motion um, everything in its perfect time. Um, it's good and fitting in the exact time and place that he put it. Um, again, that's easy to say, um, but maybe a little more difficult to live out. Um, honestly, there are times where I feel like God's a little early. Um, I don't know about you. I do know about you. I keep saying I don't know about you, but I do. Um, 
A friend of mine and her daughter went to be with the Lord last year, um, and it felt early. It didn't feel like the right time. Um, I questioned God's timing, and it just felt a little too soon, right? Um, There are also times where his timing feels late. Um, My little sister is, has been struggling with meth addiction for over 10 years, and I am desperate for God to come to the rescue, and it feels late. It feels like should have happened yesterday. It should have happened 10 years ago. Um, Sometimes God's timing doesn't feel right on time, right? It feels early. It feels late. Um, But we know, we know because his word tells us that it is right on time. Um, I was thinking about why does it feel like the wrong time to me? And I got to thinking that um, it feels off because I think I can't see the whole picture, right? We don't get to see the whole picture. Um, I'm going to give you a little example that's probably going to pale in comparison to what I'm trying to convey, but we're going to give it a shot. So a couple years ago, and I might be exaggerating or under-exaggerating in the word couple, um, my husband planned my 30th birthday, um, a night out, and... um, so he gave me the full detail, right? Because I'm, I like to be in control of things. So he told me what time the babysitter would be there, what time we were going to dinner, what time we were going to a concert. We were going to a concert afterwards. So um, babysitter's on time. Dinner, we're there early, which is how I like it. Um, dinner starts to run really late. And I'm getting bugged. We, I'm honestly planning, like, how are we going to be able to get into the concert faster? Because we don't play around at concerts. Like, I like to be there on time. Well, obviously, I don't play around with anything. I want to be there on time all the time. But um, I'm coming up with strategies on how we can, you know, get in a little faster. And anyway, we head down to Dallas. We arrive at the venue. And who's there? All of my people. The people that I love the most. Um, he had planned, like, a killer surprise party. And um, in that moment, I thought, oh, like, that's why dinner ran late. Like, I didn't see the whole picture. Um, I didn't know that he was, you know, orchestrating some other things. So, again, I know that pales in comparison to the perspective of God's timing, but um, Kip knew better in that time. That might be the one and only time I've said that out loud. So um, he knew better, and God knows better. Um, he knows better um, because all time is known to him. Uh, the beginning, the end, eternity, all of it. Um, we don't get to see that big picture yet. Um, but one thing that I loved about this verse, and you'll probably start to realize I'm kind of sticking in Ecclesiastes 3.11. But the second part of verse 11 says, he has also set eternity in the human heart. Um, So one thing that is beautiful about our God is that he created us with a desire to see the big picture, with a desire to see what he sees. Um, I love that we're invited to the surprise party of all surprise parties. You can quote me on that. Um, But yeah, I love that he desires for us to see the big picture one day. 
right, another thing that God's timing is not is spontaneous or relaxed. Um, I feel like I'm throwing all of my friends under the bus this morning, but we all have that friend or maybe that neighbor or maybe that mother-in-law um, that just shows up at your house, uninvited, unexpected, just popping in, no reason, no reason, just came for a visit. Oh, you're in your pajamas? I don't mind. I'll just come in for a few minutes. Um, I'm not going to say it who it is. I'm not going to say who it is in my life. I know who I'm thinking about right now. But um, when you're being recorded, the last thing you want is a really spontaneous person to hear that you think this about them. So um, God's timing is not spontaneous. Every moving piece is on purpose. It is purposeful. So I got to thinking about purpose. I felt like I couldn't just leave it at, oh, it's purposeful, big picture. Um, when I think about God's purpose for me, there's a couple things I really wish that it was. I wish that it was that he wanted me to be deliriously happy, um, a little rich, kind of cute, without working out or eating right, um, moderately well-behaved, because I don't want to be too ambitious, um, hilarious, obviously, and maybe make a difference. I want this, this perfect purpose feels pretty perfect to me, um, but that's not exactly what his purpose for us looks like. Um, Ephesians 1.4 in the message says, long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made holy and whole by his love. So these words, holy and holy, whole and holy, try and say that really fast, um, by his love. Um, so what does being whole and holy look like? Um, 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bring holiness to completion in the fear of God. I saw these words, fear of God, and it made me think of our dear Solomon and the end of this book. So Chris keeps jumping to the end of the book in lecture each week, and I now I'm seeing why. It's because I'm going to do the same thing. Um, Ecclesiastes 12, some of Solomon's famous last words in this book, are fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. This word fear sometimes gets me hung up a little bit. Um, I don't know if it does for you. I think um, the word fear, uh, we're missing the, you know, the awe and reverence. We're thinking afraid. And so one thing I did get to thinking about, though, is I started thinking about my, um, my littlest one. Her name is Macy. She is 12. And since the beginning of her time, she has been bossy. She has been controlling. Um, but she's been running up against a little bit of resistance on that because she's adorable and really small and we know all the things about her, right? Like we've been around since day one, Macy. We know how you work. Um, there's no mystery there. There's no awe. Um, granted, as she gets older, she's getting a little more mysterious and so she's getting a little more scary. <laughs> but um, anyway, this word fear and awe, like there has to be a mystery to our God, to have us be in awe of his commands so that we will fear them and we will follow them and we will revere his commands. 
Um, he desires that we'll made, be made whole and holy. And that really only happens through reverence to him and through his love. So another thing, second part of this, that God's timing is not as relaxed. I like to use the word chill. Um, I found this quote from John Rittenbaugh, and it says, his rulership dominance, sovereignty over time, is never relaxed. Um, I just felt like this was a beautiful picture, that um, God never puts us on autopilot, right? I run my own business, and I'm the only one there, and I can't put it on autopilot. I can't turn on autoresponders. I can't take a vacation. It's exhausting. <laughs> I probably could. I should actually get better at this, but um, God never steps aside and puts us on autopilot. He is always with us. Um, there are a couple verses that I just love. Um, Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, Psalm 139.7, where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? Hebrews 13.5, I will never leave you or forsake you. He loves us so fiercely that he won't take a break. He has supreme power and authority over every single moment because he loves us so much. Um, I don't know about you, but that brings me a lot of comfort um, to know that, that he's in every single moment of my day. So the last thing we're going to talk about this morning is um, something that's kind of hard for me. Um, God's timing is not something that I can fully understand or um, may ever fully understand. Uh, the end of this verse 11 that we're in says, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. Do, all, do you spend a lot of time just trying to figure out what's God's plan? What's God's plan? Um, what's coming next? I found this quote on Pinterest, and I couldn't find the author. <laughs> so um, it says, a deity that can be easily understood by human minds cannot possibly be an infinite God. Um, I, actually, I found another one that, that I know the author of. Um, it says, who is like you among the gods? O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. And that's from Exodus 15, 11. So this brought me back to that original statement in homework this last week that had me stumped. Um, sovereignty is not a team sport. Um, I struggle with this. Um, I feel like... There's a lot of things that I have control and I have my hand on in my life. Um, but God and I aren't in this sovereignty thing together uh, because I can't understand the whole picture, right? Um, I've learned and I've, I've thought a lot about it just this last week too, just as we're, I'm preparing. But it's easy for me to trust God's timing in the good stuff and in even in the not easy stuff, but the good stuff. For example, babies. I love babies. When babies are born, God's timing feels perfect. If you need me to hold your baby after lecture, I will, just so you know. 
Um, I totally get it. Um, when my friend, who I run into at Target, has the exact words that I need to hear right there in that moment, I can understand God's timing. It makes sense. Um, a few years back, many years back, uh, we were, our family was in a really tough financial place, and a gift ended up in our mailbox that provided for us substantially, and um, I could totally understand God's timing. It felt, it felt right, and I, I could see his hand in all of it. Um, but the hard stuff, um, it's hard to see um, and understand his timing. Um, my, one of my little sister's is desperate for a baby right now. She is trying to get pregnant and it's just not happening. And I'm desperate for a baby um, for her. And um, I don't get it. I don't understand what God's plan is, right? Um, one of my really close friends is battling cancer. We spent the whole summer in chemo and, um, and it's been hard. And I don't understand what God's um, timing is. I don't understand the placement of this. Um, all the earthquakes and hurricanes and devastation are heartbreaking. And it's hard to understand his timing. One of my sweet, dear friends... Um, She lost her baby suddenly the day before Mother's Day. Makes no sense. I don't understand God's timing sometimes. I feel like it would be easy to get stuck there. Do you ever feel like it would be easy to get stuck in questioning God's timing? Um, it's hard sometimes to trust him. You might be there right now. Um, I got to thinking this week that maybe trusting his timing isn't really the core of my issue, that maybe trusting who he is is at the core. So I had to stop and remember and pause and think, who are you, God? What is your character? And the answer was so clear that he is good. That he is good. He is generous. He is patient. He is forgiving. He is good. Even when our trust is weak, he is good. So if you leave with nothing else this morning, that's all I want you to hear. Um, he is good. Whatever you are struggling with, he can handle it, and he's good. Will y'all pray with me? God, um, you're good. Even um, when we can't understand, when our faith and our trust is weak, you are good. Um, I ask your forgiveness when I doubt you. Uh, forgive me when my faith is weak. God, I pray if anybody in this room, any woman in this room doesn't know you, that she can feel your presence right this second. 
that she can know that the God of the universe is good and he loves her and he sees her and that you sent your son. You are so good that you sent your perfect son here to earth to die for us, to reconcile us to you, that you love us that much. God, I thank you for your son. Um, I thank you for his sacrifice. I thank you for who you are, that you are a good daddy. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.